0: i'm alec lace welcome to first class fatherhood welcome everybody to a special edition of first class fatherhood this is the topic of the day collection volume one where i have packaged together the top six most downloaded topics of the day and i am presenting them here in one little package for you to enjoy so please um, sit back and relax And let me tell you why you should subscribe today, because starting on Memorial Day, we are kicking off Navy Seal Week here on First Class Fatherhood. That's right. I'm really looking forward to this. I will be interviewing the likes of Navy Seals Rob O'Neill, Brandon Webb, Jason Redman, Kevin, along with his wife, Lindsay Lace, as well as the Bottle Breacher founder and creator, Eli Crane. So please keep it locked in here. It is going to be an exciting week starting Memorial Day. Uh, Okay, so the topics of the day you are going to hear are including breastfeeding, dinnertime battles, coaching your kids, gender reveal, homework with your kids, and the Battle of Bedtime. So please enjoy these topics of the day, and I will be right back here with you starting Memorial Day with some new episodes, starting with the 50th episode of First Class Fatherhood. So please, lock it in, stay subscribed here, uh, pass the podcast around to your friends, spread the word to any dad that you know, and I look forward to seeing you in episode 50. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, welcome back to First Class Fatherhood here. Please hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Let me know what you thought about that hashtag Monday Memories segment today. I did not run a promo today. I got too much to get to, but I have a lot of them in the works. I got a few of you guys I'm wheeling and dealing with at the moment, and I would like to encourage any of you other artists out there or musicians, uh, any author, anybody that got a little launch coming up or some kind of promotion they want to get on the podcast here, Please reach out to me on Twitter and Facebook or email me and I will be more than happy to uh, work something out with you. So please don't be shy. Do not be bashful. Reach out and um, we can work something out. Um, at the end of this episode, I will be hitting you guys with a little slogan, a little closing line here. That was one of my favorites. It was from At Antique. I want to make sure I'm saying that right. At a t i queue. I will be saying that line at the end of today's episode. So please hit me with some feedback and let me know what you think of the line of the closing line. This way uh, I can start rating these. I'm going to give you one at the end of each episode this week. The one that gets the biggest response or the one I receive the most feedback on, I am going to make the winner of the contest. So please stay tuned for that. All you guys that are dying over there at sloganslingers.com to find out who I'm going to pick. So stay tuned for that. All right, let's move on over here to the topic of the day, which is going to be breastfeeding. Uh, A few of you guys have reached out to me and asked me to start talking about some stickier subjects. So I figured uh, breastfeeding could be uh, one of them subjects. I know if you get some of that colostrum on you, that could be a little bit of a sticky situation. So some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, But in all seriousness, breastfeeding, it's a serious subject, so I plan on treating it as such. Um, After the topic here, please hit me up, let me know what you think, share some thoughts with me. I'm not here to try to settle a debate on what what is better or healthier for the child, breastfeeding versus the formula. Uh, That's not really my my, uh, point here, not what I'm going after. I'm really here trying to encourage you young fathers out there, especially you guys that are going through this for the first time, um, really, I, I know the whole birth process itself with so much going on, there's some of the things we don't think about sometimes. Breastfeeding is one of those, uh, you know, we, we don't have to actually deal with it. It's one of those things that's another one to, that's up to the woman, thank God. But, uh, the, the entire, the whole birth process to me, uh, I, I, like it is to most of us, it's just really m- miraculous. Everything that has to happen, every, uh, so many things have to go right just for the, For the birth to go to a full term and and to have a healthy child come out of it I mean you're not that long ago surviving the birth of pregnancy what you know the rates weren't very high I mean a lot of women died at birth a lot of babies didn't make it so this is all kind of crazy stuff here that's actually happening so uh, it's wild to me and then on top of this right after all this stuff happens um, the moms are hit with this big responsibility of feeding the baby and, and breastfeeding the baby. And I, I think more so now than ever, uh, we've kind of hammered moms for m- making sure that they, they breastfeed at all costs. And uh, we know the importance of, of breastfeeding, yes. Yes. Uh, but I I think we've gotten to the point here where it's uh, you know we make it seem like such a terrible thing if the woman doesn't breastfeed, and there are some. That, I'm not saying the ones that are out there that are against breastfeeding, that's fine too. I mean everybody I think has their own opinion on it, and uh, and that should be up to them. Uh, but for you dads, I think that w- w- whatever choice. Um, that your wife or the mother of your child decides to make, I just think that you should really stand behind and encourage uh, no matter what it is. Just because I think, um, like I said, the difficulty of childbirth, uh, the woman is going through so many changes and mood swings and, and, and life is completely flipped upside down. The, the experience of childbirth, uh, all of this, is, uh, is wild stuff. And then to have to throw on top of it, making these decisions, I think that uh, some encouragement is very, very necessary at that time. And I think without it, many moms f- can fall into the uh, postpartum trap. And, and that is really a place that you don't want uh, your wife to end up. Uh, uh, so you want to avoid that at all costs. and if it, And if that means um, that she's deciding to use formula, and even if it's against your biggest beliefs, then so be it. I, I would say encourage her to uh, to do the formula and make her know that it's okay. And I would even try to search the internet to try to find articles that back up formula studies that say it's okay. Just, just, just to try to encourage her even more um because it can really be detrimental to to the woman who tries to breastfeed and can't for whatever reason or it doesn't work which it can be hard all kids are diff- different when they go when they when they start uh, drinking from the tap um my first son you know he was on there for a couple of months but he was the colic colicky baby there whatever it was and he had to go on that that formula that was whatever the, the most expensive formula was in the aisle there was the orange can with the bunny on it the, the Nutramagina, whatever it was at 9 dollars $10 a shot even with the coupon. You know, it was, it was, it was an expensive uh, expensive drink. Uh, my, my second guy, he had the Barracuda style on the breast. You know, he would never let go of the thing my third child he my third guy he would fall asleep on the breast he was a, you know he would be one of them uh, guys there's a word for that too that they have but he would just fall asleep in the middle of eating and and it's a tiring thing for for uh, your wife you know it was for mine they, they're constantly pumping they're constantly feeding i remember one time i even tried to angle the baby while my wife was sleeping, I tried to angle the baby's head onto the onto the breast there, so the baby could could suck on that thing while she was sleeping. It didn't work out, but I made an attempt. You, you got to try, you know. They, they, they do do a lot, and that's why I say uh, my my biggest advice would be just to encourage whatever they choose to do. Just because uh, it is a, it is a difficult thing that that they're dealing with, I would say that if if they, I would encourage them to try to breastfeed as much as possible. If they don't want to do that, I would encourage to at least pump so you can feed the baby the bottle of the breast milk. If not, go all in on the formula and encourage them and make them know that that is okay too. So so many women are struggling with postpartum and if it's going to come between postpartum and formula, you want to choose formula a hundred out of a hundred times. So, um... Uh, That would be my advice there. Just you want to try to avoid that at all costs. And and you know what? If the breast thing ain't happening, it ain't gonna happen. So you know, there's nothing else you can really do at that point. So I would just you know jump all in on the formula at that point. So encourage, encourage, encourage is my advice there. And just uh, whatever you can do to help out, obviously, Uh, suck it up, Uh, stop your complaining, get in there. If it's uh, thawing the milk or freezing the milk, whatever it is, just be happy that you're not the one. Pumping the milk or actually having to have that baby latch on there, all right? So uh, do your part, man up, get involved, encourage your wife to continue to pump or breastfeed or feed the formula, whatever it takes. So many women we know are facing today uh, the decision whether or not to actually have the baby. Unfortunately, so many women are choosing to have abortions. So uh, like, it, it, there's so much go, that goes into this. Um, If your wife is there and she's encouraged is all I could say is support uh, no matter what their choice is. Uh, Don't be some stickler to go against her or to say, oh, you're not doing it right or whatever. Just just encourage. It would be my advice would be from this first class father. Uh, So that's what I have to say about breastfeeding. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram or email me. Let me know your thoughts. I am going to leave you on this episode 18 with the words from at attique. So make sure you immediately let me know what you think of the send off here today. Uh, please stay in touch. And thank you guys so much for sharing the podcast. We are shooting up the ratings here. So let's continue to move in the forward direction here. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I'm going to try to bring you the best possible uh, podcast. So keep all your comments coming. So with that being said, I'm Alec Lace. And if you're going to teach your kids to fly, it might as well be first class. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood here. I hope you guys can have a chance to get over to that Patreon.com campaign I got running over there. Any contribution you could give, I would greatly appreciate. Uh, And hey, Father's Day is coming up, guys. Got to get something for Pop need something for grandpa maybe something for the father-in-law get on over to dapperties.com pick out a good uh, dapper tie for pop and uh, when you go to the cart and you're checking out put in uh, father in the search box there or father in the promo box get free shipping Uh, so never uh, too late to get a head start on your father's day shopping pick up a brand new dapper tie from wearedapperties.com father in the promo box get your free shipping all right, we're going to move on over here to the topic of the day, and we're talking about dinner time battles. Uh, now, I know for a lot of you guys, dinner time could be the longest time of the day. And this kind of fits right on par with my earlier episode of reading with your children. If you've got a difficult eater, uh, it, boy, it can really, really be frustrating and disheartening uh, at times. Uh, When you're fighting the good fight there, trying to get your kid to eat everything on the plate or trying to just get him to eat anything sometimes can be a struggle. I had this happen. My older guy, my oldest guy, he was a very good eater in the beginning. He hit a wall, uh, wouldn't eat anything. He stayed pretty much uh, plain Jane. Uh, He did work through that now. He ventures out and eats a lot more. I'm kind of stuck with that with my little guy at the moment He's like a chicken nugget guy we, we use the line you're gonna turn into a chicken nugget uh, yeah, and I think a lot of that is definitely a failure on my part I, I'm very deaf I give in too quickly especially if it's been a long day of work a long day of homework or I'll use an excuse and I'll just throw the chicken nuggets in the in, uh, on the plate. And and in the microwave just to get it over with because I, I feel, have that feeling like the kid's got to eat something. He can't keep going to bed without eating anything. So let me make him what he likes if he's not going to eat the dinner that I made for the family. And it's very, very frustrating. Um, so I don't really have an answer for you guys on that other than hang in there. Uh, try to keep your patience as best as you can. Uh, I I know it seemed like it was a lot easier for the older generation. You hear them stories all the time from our parents or or our forefathers there. Uh, They always tell us, if you didn't eat, you went to bed with no supper, you know, even if they had fried liver on the plate there, you ate it, whatever it may be. But, you know, times are a little different now. And as a parent, I feel terrible sending the kid to bed with nothing in his stomach, so... Um, I'll cave in and I'll throw them, throw them damn chicken nuggets on a plate and then uh, that'll be the end of it. So it's kind of throwing your arms up. That's not good advice. I don't recommend that you do that. I do that. Uh, my wife is a lot better at handling it, a lot better at sticking it out uh, so I can learn something from her. Um, curious to see now, especially when your kid is not eating a different variety of foods, that really gets frustrating too. And 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 that's that's where I'm going with my little guy. But as far as getting to eat what's on the plate, my middle guy, he has a problem with the vegetables especially the mixed vegetables, like when they have the little lima beans in there, and uh, uh, one trick I played on him there one time that kinda got a good response, doesn't work all the time, but uh, if you maybe you try this is, he was eating the, the mixed vegetables and put all the lima beans to the side, and wasn't eating them, and I told him, I said, you know what the most, the healthiest thing is on that plate that you're eating is those lima beans, and he's like, really? And I said, yeah, and that's why they taste so terrible because they're the best and the healthiest for you. That's the devil's way of getting you not to eat them. He doesn't want you to have them. That's why he makes them taste bad. He doesn't want you to eat them because they're so good for you. So by not eating them, you're letting the devil get the best of you. So it kind of was that reverse psychology and he proudly got the spoons and I'm not gonna let the devil get the best of me. I'm gonna eat them. I'll show him. So, and he ate all the lima beans at that time. So it did work for the moment. Uh, so that was a, a cute little story to share with you there on uh, and how I tried to coax uh, the kid into eating the vegetables. Uh, but yes, it, it is a battle. It does get very frustrating. Dinner time can be a very long time. Uh, like I said, my best advice is to just try to hang in there. If, you, if you're if you going to uh, set punishments are going to be, be very stern with them. Uh, I've tried a lot m- myself uh, uh, to get a handle on this. But like I said, it's a, it's a work in progress. Work with your wife on it come together try to come up with a plan try to make meals that will uh you know slowly change their diet uh you know introduce new foods hide the food in the other food if you could possibly do it i know that's where we got my little guy to eat bologna he i mean i'm sorry the way we got him to eat ham he thinks it's bologna uh when we go out of the we run out of the bologna we uh we you know supplement it with ham and he doesn't seem to know the difference he thinks he's eating bologna so more power to a little placebo there All right, that's going to about wrap things up on the podcast here. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, as always. And stick around. You're not going to want to miss. Next week will be action-packed. We are going to go abroad, no pun intended, to bring you our first female guest on the podcast. We're going international. That's right. First Class Fatherhood. We're soaring to new heights next week. Do not miss out. Also next week, to make sure we are including all dads in the podcast here, I'll be speaking to a divorced dad so we can talk about single fatherhood side of parenting. All right, so stick around. Do not miss it. I'm going to leave you today with our final sloganslingers.com winner uh, who has made it to the finals here. So please let me know immediately after the podcast what you think of this one and what you've thought of all of them during the week. I will try really hard this weekend to come up and select a winner that I will use at the end of each episode. Uh, so stick, stay tuned for that as well. Coming next week. Uh, as for today, I'm going to leave you with, uh, who do we got today? Let me double check here. Make sure I'm saying the name right. At Vivaswan. So at Vivaswan is closing us out. I'm Alec Lace here. We're going to leave you with this slogan. Have a good weekend. And don't just be a father. Be a first class father. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood here. I was very happy to see yesterday we rose in the charts to to the number two spot again on Apple's podcast charts. Uh, So that was very exciting. I owe that all to you guys, the listeners. Thank you for continuing to share the podcast and to hit me with your feedback. It is all very much appreciated. So I just want to make sure that I say thank you for continuing to listen and share. All right, we're going to move on over to the topic of the day. We're talking about coaching your kids. This is something that I have a lot of fun doing. I know a lot of you dads are just getting underway. The seasons are all starting there. This season, I am not coaching. Usually, I'm coaching a couple of sports each season. For the last six years, I'd say, I spent uh, coaching around the calendar. I don't know, really, if I consider myself a coach. I kind of look at myself more like the head class parent of the team uh, when I do the coaching. And I haven't taken any of the teams above the eight year olds uh, just because and and I coach soccer as a sport I know nothing about Uh, to this day. I don't really know the positions and all that. So um, you don't really need to in order to coach at the beginner level, especially the four year olds, which is where I started from. And we all know how important it could be the coach that your kid gets. Uh, So especially for me, it was my my first son. My first child uh, playing a, uh, you know, an organized sport. So I was a little nervous about signing him up and what kind of coach he was going to get. And after thinking on it for a little while, I decided instead of worrying about it or waiting for what kind of coach he was going to get to react to it, I decided I would be the coach and uh, see how it went and introduce myself to the families and the parents and get involved. And this way I am familiar with the faces and some of the friends and sets up some, some nice uh, lasting relationships in some cases, so uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, coaching is fun, especially now they have these uh, YouTube videos you can watch to gather new drills and uh, keep it uh, exciting for the kids, keep them engaged. One uh, th- thing that I do, don't matter to sport, I've done it for soccer, Little League, flag football, I get these reward patches. I will post up the link to the site that I use to get them. Uh, they're very small uh, patches that you get. They're just for, you know, basically for soccer. They'd be for scoring a goal or just for, uh, they call it juggling, but passing. Uh, you get a little reward patch for something. At the end of the game, each one gets, on, so one of them is just for like uh, good kicking. They're very basic. You can make up what you want the patches to actually even stand for. Whatever, whatever it may be. So something silly uh, to keep them all engaged. Uh, you know they, and and you have all these fun drills that you could play the sharks and minnows and stuff like that obviously i'm talking about you know for the little kids here i haven't coached beyond the you know eight-year-old level uh for you guys that are out there doing it i, I understand uh, the commitment it does take we need more dads to get involved i know some dads want to stand back and be away i understand that too listen it's not for everybody for me i decided to jump in there my older two kids they're not on the athletic side of the scale. Uh, so I was a little bit more cautious about them. With my third son, he's he seems to uh, be a little bit more independent and on his own athletically. So I, uh, you know, kind of scaled back a little bit, let him get introduced to other coaches now. And I'm much more, you know, comfortable having my kids be coached now that I've been introduced to it. I've been involved in it and I understand how it works. So uh, yes, and it can get frustrating too, especially if your kid's, uh, aren't into the same sports that you are, you know, as a father, as a man, sometimes that could be a little hard to deal with at first. I mean, I know for me, I was a diehard football guy. So when my older two didn't really have the interest in the football, it was a little upsetting to me. Uh, but, but, but hey, they they did their best. You know, they gave it their effort. At least they tried. Uh, they sampled all the, all the sports. I suggest sample all the sports and give your kids, you know, expose them to as much as possible. See what they like. You know, and, and don't get frustrated if they don't like the things that you like. You know, one of the things I like to say is don't wish you had better kids. Wish you were a better father. So and that's one of the philosophies I like to try to live by. That's really all I wanted to touch on there with uh, coaching your kids. Fun outdoor activity. And again, getting ourselves away from the screens. The only time we should be in front of the screen is when you're listening to first class fatherhood here. All right. So let's get it together now. All right. That's about all I got for you today. I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Join me tomorrow. You do not want to miss a very special event. We will be talking to the parenting expert, Sue Atkins, stopping by the program. Uh, So I'm going to be out of here now. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. And remember, you may not always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. Okay, welcome back to First Class Fatherhood here. Right before I hit you with the topic of the day, I really just want to extend my sincere thank you to all of you guys, people that I know, the people that I don't. uh, Really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for the responses you've been giving me. Uh, Really, from all across the country, you guys have been dropping me emails, hitting me on Twitter with private messages. Um, I I really appreciate it. I'm kind of, um, you know, I I think it's awesome, guys. So please, I'm going to do my best here uh, to, to bring you guys a quality product or uh, some entertainment, keep you guys engaged, uh, try to bring you some new flavor, create a nice atmosphere here for you guys to keep coming back for more. Uh, So I promise to do my part here and, and work on myself and on the program and bring you guys something decent to keep coming back and listening to. So please continue to share, and I will uh, continue to try to entertain and keep you guys with some fresh content. So please keep the feedback coming. It will help me to help you guys with the, the best possible first-class fatherhood program I could bring you, okay? With that being said, let's move along over here to the topic of the day, which is going to be the gender reveal. Uh, this one is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I will say right out of the gate, I am a big fan of gender-revealed parties or any kind of gender reveal thing you come up with. Uh, again, there's no right or wrong. This could be one of those early battles you have as a husband and wife, uh, one of those should we find out what we're having? Should we not find out? Uh, as, as it went for me, I, I did not want to know what we were having the first time. This was 12 years ago. Um, it, 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 my wife wanted to know. I happened to read an article in, a, in one of these magazines. I forget which one. And uh, it, it suggested some type of gender reveal. I don't remember the specifics of it. But it gave me the idea to ask the, um, the, the the woman in the room there when they were doing the ultrasound. And there was, you know, whatever that time period was there, it was close to uh, Christmas time. So this was in 2005. Um, we asked instead of just telling us in the room if she could write it down, put it in an envelope. Uh, this way we could bring it home and we could open it later. So she, she was nice enough to do that for us. Uh, even included a, a shot of the ultrasound with, with the goods in it. Um, so like I said, it was around Christmas time. We hung the envelope up on the Christmas tree. We, I know this is a little, um, uh, a little corny here, I guess we want to say a little sentimental, but, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Uh, we hung it on the Christmas tree. We went to midnight mass Christmas Eve. We came home. It was me, my wife and my brother or my wife, my brother, and I, I should say, we came home after midnight mass, and um, we took the envelope off of the tree. My brother recorded it with, at the time, a uh, camcorder, which had like, you know, the the DVD that you couldn't play unless you upload it or whatever. It's outdated now, so I'm going to do my best, actually, to try to get that video up onto the Facebook page. So this way you guys can sh- share in that experience with me, the one that I'm telling you about here. I would like to do that. This uh, thing, More things like that to accompany the podcast with things that I'm talking about. So I'm going to do my best to retrieve the video in a format where I can share it, um, you know, on the iPhone or whatever here. So um, I'm going to do my best to get that up by the end of today. So check back on my Facebook page. But what we did was we came home after Midnight Mass, We opened the envelope up, my brother recorded it, we found out we were having a boy, which was um, very exciting for me, it was an awesome moment, it was a great way to find out, so if you are on the fence about uh, having a gender reveal, I I, I highly recommend it. I was fortunate enough recently, one of my wife's friends had a baby, and before they found out what it was, they um, came up with the idea to uh, use a gender reveal tactic where, You fill up a baseball with either the blue powder or the pink powder. Uh, You fire the ball at somebody and then you you hit it with the bat and boom, you find out boy or girl, which I think is an awesome way to find out. So um, uh, that was what we did. And since my wife was the godmother of the child... We were asked to be the ones to fill up the ball. Now we were afraid, obviously, of having that Steve Harvey moment there, where you—God you, forbid—you put the wrong powder in the ball. There, that could be the results of that could be quite disastrous. Uh, but we did we did avoid that. Uh, we chose the right powder, for, you know. But it was exciting to be the first people to find out before anybody else at the party. Uh, it was great to be, a, you know, to be, you know, obviously have some firsthand experience on the other side of it. You know, we got to experience it a few times uh finding out. So I mean that that was kind of cool to be on that end. And it's almost like a little pinata thing. I know they have that too. So you, know, you can always check YouTube if you Google gender reveal. With my third child, we we went the distance, as it may be. We did not find out what we were having until the delivery room, which was Uh, At at times it was uh, painstaking to not know, especially for my wife at times, but um, we made it through. We found out in the delivery room that we had our, we were blessed with our third child. Uh, So, I mean, I think it's uh, a fantastic way to, uh, you know, either way you do it, there's no right or wrong. So, gender reveal, I'm a big fan. If you're fortunate enough, like I was, to get a chance to go around this fatherhood thing more than once uh give it a shot try it another way uh it, it's awesome to get a chance to experience more than one way to do the gender reveal uh and like i said there's no right or wrong way so however you choose to do it uh I- enjoy it so uh like i said i'm gonna try to get that video up there for you guys to see uh just so it can go along here with the podcast uh let me know what you guys think share some of your own uh, gender you know reveals out there if you wish Um, I think that, um, I think it's better than, uh, listen, obviously, uh, having the children, it's like hitting the lottery. A lot of people say, oh, you know, their life would be different if they hit the lottery. Mine is, my lottery has been hit. uh, My ticket's been cashed here. I I have four healthy children. I was, uh, like I said, at one point, I revealed there to you guys in an earlier podcast, my wife and I were both uh, carriers of cystic fibrosis. And I, I know in my heart that there is no amount of money in the world that could have changed the outcome of their uh, condition when they came out. Whether uh, I had $100 million in the bank or I was broke, uh, that had no control over whether my children were going to be healthy or not. I know that there are more important things uh, in control of this. So um, anyhow, uh, I, I know that the most important thing that I can leave my children is not the money. I know that it is the, uh, the values that I teach them and, 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 and it's more, much more important than that will ever be. I don't know why I just started running off on that topic. It has nothing to do with the gender reveal. Uh, just getting a little deep on you there, a little Thursday thought, might as well throw it in there. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed the topic. That's what I have to say about Gender Reveal. Please share some experiences with me. Hit me up on Facebook and Twitter. Do not forget to get over to sloganslingers.com and check out the contest. Uh, you might as well pile on the entries that are coming in. Give me some more to go through this weekend. I'm excited to find a new catchphrase to use at the end uh, of each episode. So that's exciting. That's coming up soon. I have two guests lined up that I will be interviewing this weekend, so I will be bringing some exciting podcasts uh, to the platform next week. Uh, Tomorrow, we're back to Friday feeling. I look forward to that, so please come back. Please continue to uh, share your feedback. Please be brutal. Be honest. Just just be. Uh, That's enough for me, so... Uh, a little poetry there to end the segment there on the Thursday. So please don't forget to rate and review there in iTunes. If you could do that, it will go a long way to help the podcast. You guys have been great. Please coming back. Keep coming back for more. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood here. What an exciting week it has been. If you, if you missed out on any of the episodes this week, uh, I really suggest you go back and take a look. We had Carl Higby, former Navy SEAL, uh, stop by the podcast here on Monday, Tuesday. We had Miss Ginger from Black Kid Magic, and Wednesday we had Ricky Shetty, uh, the daddy blogger, the world traveler. I mean, it was been a really, really cool week, a lot of fun. So I highly suggest you go back take a take a listen to some of those episodes. They were really fun. Uh, today we're going to get into a topic of the day and like I said coming soon next week talking to Dean Kane on the podcast so subscribe now you do not want to miss when that one comes posted up there. All right moving on over to the topic of the day we're talking about homework doing your homework with your kids and I guess this could really be summed up in two words common core. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Dads out there, it's worse than the common cold, this common core. Everything is different now, the way that we do math. It's not the same way we learned it. Uh, basically, everything is not the same. I mean, the penmanship, the script is out the window now. Everything obviously is digital. Uh, I'll say one thing that I really like about the digital age of all this and, and, and the communication via text messages and emails is getting the the grades. Uh, having access to the grades, you know, your kids can't really hide them the way I remember, you know, trying to beat mom to the mail a few times so I can get them, you know, letters from the teacher or something like that. You, you know, they don't, we don't, our kids don't deal with that. Uh, there's no chance really. It comes directly to us right in the email, right on our phones. I guess some of these kids in high school, they're probably smart enough to, you know, hack into the emails, whatever it is they do. I haven't faced any of that kind of problem yet, but I'm sure some of you are facing that. But for the most part, it's pretty easy to get the, the grades. Now, whether you like the grades or not, that's another story. My oldest son kind of put us in a bit of a predicament here this week because it's his birthday coming up this weekend and he got a uh, incomplete on um, one of his homeworks, zero, didn't hand it in, didn't do the assignment. Uh, so we we're pretty disappointed with him there, but he kind of knows he's got a little leverage because his birthday's coming up this weekend. So... Uh, a little bit of a tough spot there. Uh, but as far as doing the homework with the kids, it's another one of these big patient moments. It goes along with reading with your kids, waiting in line with your kids. It's really a matter of how much patience you're going to have. One thing I really recommend, I have three boys that have come home after school that got to get homework done. And my wife watches kids at home too, so it can get very crowded in the house. What I do is I bring the kids to the library it gives us that that atmosphere, that's a quiet atmosphere. It gives them the, the ability to you know to focus on what they got to do. And it doesn't give them the opportunity. They know once they're there at the library, they can't really yell and carry on. You know, we go into the kids section where they have a little bit of a a little bit of liberty to to, to make some noise, but not much. For you dads out there that aren't taking advantage of your public library, I I really want to recommend that you do it. Uh, I know I I talk a lot here about a chess club I do at the library on Fridays with my kids. But the library, I know my library does, uh, has access to so many great programs for your kids. Uh, and no matter what your kids are into, even vi- something like video games, instead of spending all the money on video games or, or renting video games from Redbox, the library, your local library probably has access to more video games and updated video games. And if they don't, they're probably tied into other libraries where you can just request the video game. And when you get them, you keep them for a week. Uh, you can renew them for another week. So, And they're all the latest games, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. So a lot of dads don't seem to know that. Every time I kind of mention that, you know, to a dad, they're like, really? They had no idea. Guys, the library's come a long way from the Dewey Decimal System, all right? So you got to get in the library and check it out. There's so much there to take advantage of as a dad. So believe me, uh, you won't be disappointed. Go get yourself a library card. Uh, But I do take my kids to the library, uh, you know, to get the homework done. It kind of, you know, gives them the opportunity. When we try to do it at home, it turns into a nightmare, you know, it's, it's very simple to get chaotic. So creating a better atmosphere is, is half the battle. Doing homework is something that I never really liked to do as a kid. I'm sure many of us dads didn't like to do it as a kid. So we don't really want to have to do it all over again with our kids. Just the thought of doing all the homework. The kids get a lot of homework. So sometimes that gets overwhelming. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we had to go through it. They got to go through it. You know, so you, you try to just help them as best as they can. Try to, even if you don't even know the material, you can help them try to relate to the material in some way. Some of the study habits that you learned along the way through your schooling, maybe you could pass down. Uh, you know, if you got little cheats that you can hand out. Not not cheating, but I'm saying, you know, little memory cheats to help. Each child goes through it in their own way. My three boys, they're, they're three totally different learners. Uh, they each learn at a different pace. Uh, So it really comes down to patience and environment. A a key to it is getting the environment down. And and it's difficult, guys. I struggle with it at times. I lose my patience, uh, sometimes much quicker than I would like to. Uh, But you got to hang in there. It's worth the price. You got to try to encourage them to get the homework done and to be honest about doing the homework. Uh, So yeah, that's all I got to say about homework. I know as they get older, the, the homework will become more and more challenging, but it'll be co- become more and more opportunities for me to grow. And I'm somebody that you know by now that I really enjoy reading. So especially when it comes to their history, social studies, stuff like that, I'm kind of very interested in what they're learning. My oldest son happens to be very good at math. I actually had real estate homework from my real estate school that I'm taking. I had some math homework. I had my, my oldest son help me out with it a little bit. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I, I listened to what he had to say. He explained some of it pretty simple to me. Uh, so and that's another part of it too. Don't be afraid. If you don't know, don't, don't try to, I would suggest that you don't try to act like you do know or you can act like you do and use the phone to try to back you up. I mean, I, I, I don't want to really tell you how to do it. Uh, you got to find a way that's good for you. As long as the homework is getting done, that's the main thing. If you could find a way to get through to the kids that it's got to get done, uh, make it fun in any way possible. All right, so that's about all I got to say about doing the homework with the kids. Uh, Sometimes it sucks, but you got to suck it up. I mean, let's face it. Let's get to the bottom line here. There's never really too much fun about homework, but it's the way you grow, right? Everything is a little hard before it's easy. All right, so that's homework. That's the topic of the day. Tomorrow, joining me on the podcast by popular demand will be Mrs. Lace coming back to the podcast. That's right. She smashed it her first time here, so... We are proud to welcome her back to the podcast. Uh, I look forward to that. Uh, Please continue to share the podcast out there. We are really, really starting to take off here. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see what the future of the podcast is. Uh, So stick with me here. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. And you may not always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Hey guys, if you happen to be in a market for a new tie, maybe you got a job interview coming up or you're just looking to change the scenery on your wardrobe, get on over to WeAreDapperTies.com, check out their awesome selection of ties, pick out one that you like and then when you get to the checkout, put in Father in the promo box and get yourself some free shipping. All right, so check it out, WeAreDapperTies.com. All right, moving on over to the topic of the day, talking about the battle of bedtime. Now, bedtime is a struggle, but before I get into all that, let me say this. Uh, there, there really is no better feeling, especially after a long day of work or just a hard day in general, getting that chance to lay in bed with your with your child, your son or your daughter, read them a bedtime story, and then snuggle up with them under the covers until they go to sleep. Uh, how peaceful that is, they, really, it's irreplaceable. I know so many of you dads know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Uh, you know, you wait for them to go to sleep and then you sneak out of the room. With that being said, getting them to sleep, that can be a nightmare sometimes. And I know how difficult it can be, how much patience it takes. But starting from their infant stage, you we, we kind of tell this to our children and we got to learn the lesson ourselves. You get what you get and you cannot get upset. Sometimes we get blessed. My wife and I were fortunate our first child slept through the night fairly early on. Uh, same with our second child. Uh, but really not so much the infant stage. We're getting more past the toddler stage. And then you try to get them into a routine of bedtime. Uh, as they start pre-K and then kindergarten. You try to you know, establish a bedtime for them. And then once bedtime is established, they get in there. And that's only half the battle. Because then the talking starts. It's like, okay... The lights are all off. Uh, You know, you've had a moment to kind of wind down at the end of the day. You've talked a little bit. Now, let's get to bed. And and it becomes a struggle because you think you got them, you know, and then you you, you go away and then they're up. And And so sometimes it's hard to control as they get older. Then you see the eyeballs hanging out of their head in the morning. You know that they've been up fooling around all night. As parents, we try to get as creative as possible. I don't know how many of you out there have done this one, but you go into the room with the garbage bag and you, and, and you start throwing out their toys one by one, you know, and you say, hey, the next time I hear you guys, I'm coming in here, I'm throwing out this toy or that toy. And before you know it, every toy on the shelf is in the garbage bag and the kids are still up, they're still talking and, uh, you know, you, or it, it has that effect and you see that terror in their eyes and they start screaming and crying and you know you're getting through and you feel terrible about it. And some of you dads out there, hey, you go in there with the real garbage bag and you, you'll you fire them toys right out the window. Sometimes that's what happens. You, you got to try to get control of it. It's really a battle of the wills. That's what it comes down to. Kids are very persistent, especially if they're dead set on staying up. So uh, you got to hang in there. You know, I really don't have the answers. I mean, if, if you tuned into this podcast here thinking that you were going to get you know, the the sleepy syndrome secrets to, to getting your kids to sleep all night. I, I do not have them. You know, the struggle is real and I'm in it with you. Uh, so I, I, I try to do what I can too. You know, you try to battle back as best as you can. I know you definitely want to try to be careful on the amount of empty threats you make. I know bedtime is one of those times where we'll fire out like 10 threats. We have no chance on actually following through with the threat. We just fire them out there just because we're so frustrated. So we want to be careful with the amount of, you know, the empty threats that we throw out there. And be realistic if you you know that they're going to get in there and they're going to have a moment. You know, you got to allow them to, to, you know, be kids too at some point. In a lot of ways, it's much harder when they're a little older just to get them to go to sleep because you can't rock them anymore. You can't just throw them in the in the stroller and stroll them around the block and try to put them to sleep or put them in the car seat and drive them down the block when you're when they're babies and try to get them to sleep which are all good ideas for you guys that are in that stage by the way but you can't do that anymore when they're uh when they're in first grade or when they're in fifth grade you you know right now i have a sixth grader a fifth grader and a first grader and I can't, you know, drive them around the block to put them to sleep. I, I, I can't force them to sleep. I can't yell at them to sleep. You know, you can't yell them to sleep. So you can't force sleep on them. The only thing you can do is try to create the best environment, and you try to be, you try to be more on top of it during the school week as as much as you can. Sometimes, you know, my wife will sit outside their door. And just wait it out, you know. Sit there and you know read a book while she waits for them, because if they know she's there, that you know they they can't chatter away. And sometimes that's what it takes. You gotta get you gotta get in there. You gotta get your hands dirty. That's what it takes sometimes. But on the weekend, then you could be a little bit more lenient, especially this weekend. Like I said, it was my son's birthday, so obviously uh, they had a sleepover, which is you know they they call it you know they, where he goes in their in their room and sleeps over, and where they go in his room. You know, they have a lot of fun doing that. And then, we, you know, we give them a break. And then if it gets past on a non-school night, if it starts getting past, you know, 10, 30, then we really start to, you know, same routine, start to say, hey, you know, it's got to come to an end. So we try to stay on top of it as much as you can. Like I said, you can't really force sleep on them. You can't punish them to sleep. They kind of have to learn that they pay the price for for not sleeping. And it depends, like I said, on the uh, on the child. You do want to try to get them to sleep in their own bed as early as possible. Don't make those mistakes of keeping them in the bed with you. Uh, you'll pay that price. We've done that before and and that's a hard habit to break. So it's all just about, you know, creating you know, the best possible habits that you can because once they form, uh, they're generally hard to break. So if you if you get a good one formed early, It's pretty cool. What do you think? What's the hardest stage of getting your children to bed? What's the hardest age? What's been your bedtime nightmare stories there? Getting them into the routine is a hard part, but it is achievable. Those of you who are out there that don't think you're going to ever get there or get the kid to go to sleep at the right time, it will come. Give it a chance and believe it'll happen and it will be there before you know it. So that's what I got to say about bedtime. Hope you enjoyed the topic of the day there. Be back here tomorrow. Subscribe now. Don't miss all the action here on First Class Fatherhood. Hit me up on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And you may not always fly first class, but you are always a first class father.